as I make my way. The fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. There's no surprise I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, bust it down, that blow out of East San Ho. What they know my name? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Oh, yeah, what up? What up? It's me, it's me, it's Fantasy Football Hustler. We're bringing you FNT. Here with the man, the myth, the legend, Bogart Scott Free. Yes, you're too kind. Yeah. You're too kind. Say hi to the world, Meatball. Messing up, messing up her schedule, doing the show early. Right. Like it's not nap time yet. <laughs> Antonio in the building. What up, bro? What up, Antonio? <laughs> of course, he started off with Bang Bang Niner Gang. Let's go. <laughs> it's repping the gang. It's yeah. the gang. JC Money in the building. What up, bro? What up, Jesus Christ Money? Yes. Okay, she's not a meatball. <laughs> like, what is, I'm like, I gotta address this before he calls my name nonstop till I do. She's not a meatball. She's a real girl. <laughs> Meatloaf. <laughs> David P in the building. What up, bro? All right. We're starting off. With the Big Ben news. Did you guys hear Big Ben officially retired? We already knew that he was going to. I mean, besides being a shell of himself, you know, out there on the football field, he already mentioned that this was probably going to be his last game that he started at Heinz Field, uh, last game of the season. And a Facebook user said, hey, guys, what up? Make sure in the description of the video you could click a little link in there and it'll show your name so I can uh, shout you out by name instead of Facebook user. Or hop over to YouTube. Just type in Fantasy Football Hustler. Hold on. I'm about to strap this baby in. All right. Let's get it. Yeah, so, so, go what, ahead. What you got? What you got? I, was, I mean, it's just crazy how that 2004 class, you know, I mean, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Big Ben. Big Ben was drafted the lowest out of all of them. I believe he was like a 12th or 13th overall pick. I always thought that the Chargers should have uh, traded that pick away for Eli and just tried to get Big Ben if you were going to get someone because you could have got a grip for that first overall pick, you know, and then you could have got, you know, the third best QB. I, I mean, you're getting drafted in the top 15 picks. Like, you know that you're going to be an instant starter within a year or two. Big Ben started right away. Like, I mean, he was pretty trash when he started, but they won that Super Bowl. I mean... You couldn't pass on Philippe, could you? <laughs> well, I mean, I, we were talking about it. We were talking about it a couple days ago. I, I hated that move because, I mean, Breeze was the man. And I know he got hurt, but that's like high insight, you know, like after the fact, you know, stuff. Because they, they go for Philip Rivers in 2004, and Breeze still had 2004 and 2005 on his rookie contract. And it was like the goal for him and LT to win multiple Super Bowls, and they didn't get a chance. Well, 
going back to the big Ben rapist burger thing, you know what I mean? You know, I'm not never been the biggest Ben rapist burger fan. Right. I mean, he was awesome for fantasy shit like that. You know what I mean? I mean, he really didn't fall off until he got that Tommy John injury. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, 2019 and he just had he threw for 5,000 yards in 2018. Like <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say that. And like, so at the end of the day, you know, hearing this news, it didn't really mean anything to me. But then uh, I, I see this article on Bleacher Report yeah. where Mike Singletary, when he was the head coach of the Niners, apparently vetoed an already made trade for Big Ben. Cause we, so we were finna have Big Ben. That's a trip. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because <laughs> I wonder high insight what the Steelers think, you know, about that. Because, I mean, two Super Bowls in the can. I mean, you're playing with house money at that point. They won that year. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's just like you said. If if 49ers somehow win the Super Bowl, Jimmy G's got like the highest you know trade value that he's ever gonna have. I think it was kind of the same for Big Ben because back then, I mean, he was doing good, but they were still more the Steelers like ground and pound, win by defense, you know, type thing. Yeah. Because their defense was ridiculous in 2009, even though Ben did win it with that uh, that throw to San Antonio Holmes. Yeah. My bad. It's just, you know, we're doing this show early, kind of throwing my whole schedule off. <laughs> I know. My bad. My bad. She's already hey, pissed. She knows it's not nap time yet. I already preheated it for you. Oh, man. Classic shirt. Got repping the goondocks. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, but okay. So I'm kind of sour because, you know, if, if, if things pan out, how, how they still did at that point, right? When we go get Harbaugh, now we have Big Ben already there. We have that defense, you know, Frank the Tank, you know, that offensive line. Like Was we, Patrick we, Willis still there? Yeah. No, no, he got – I think he got – no, yeah, he got drafted what? Oh, eight, oh, nine? Oh, 08. I can't remember. I thought it was even earlier than that. He was drafted by the Singletary uh, – by the Singletary regime, though, if I remember correctly. Let me see. 2007. Okay, yeah. So he was still okay. there. What did he only play? Didn't he only play like six or seven years? Yeah, he retired um, 2014. Yeah, so I guess eight seasons um, total. Yeah. That would yeah, have so, been nasty. That would have been nasty. Big Ben I mean, with that defense and everything. Yeah, because we had Alex Smith, who was essentially like game manager, because that's just how they used him. You know what I mean? I mean that's how you that's how you use a guy like Alex Smith. Well, I mean, when you get when you when you're Alex Smith and you have you go through several coordinators and you get with Greg Roman and, they, and they're like, okay, you're gonna be vanilla as fuck. And then when they get their hands on Kaepernick, obviously you you can open up Greg Roman's playbook to what he really wanted to do, right? So I mean, th- didn't that, they this, didn't this they have this, four di- four different coordinators in like four years or something like that? Yeah, and then you know, so by the point he by the time he gets to uh, Andy Reid, he's he he has incredible QB IQ. You know what I mean? Like yeah, being going through all these coordinate these different coordinators and systems, and then Andy Reid squeezes the juices out of them. They just they're just in the playoffs religiously. You know, what I, mean? I think they yeah. only missed they only missed the playoffs but one time when Alex Smith was there. You know what I mean? And I think that was the year he got hurt. I remember the first year Alex Smith had like 500 yards rushing, if I remember correctly. They were like, we're going to bring back the Utah version, the Utah Alex Smith. You know what I mean? Just running around this motherfucker. Yeah. 
And what's funny is that, you know, the Niners didn't have the wherewithal to do that with him. They're like, oh, we got Kaepernick now. And yeah. that, you know, obviously worked out. You know what I mean? And then you even see what Greg Roman did with Lamar Jackson. So, you know, there's there's that. You know what I mean? That that was the, the, prototype, the prototype he liked, you know, to run his system. You know what I mean? But imagine this now. We trade away Alex. Maybe Alex Smith's part of that deal. Let's just play this game, right? We trade for Roethlisberger that year. We're, you know, we go on and win Super Bowls, bro. I don't give a fuck. Because Big Ben was still shredding it back then. Yeah. I mean, especially if we were able to get there with Alex Smith. You know what I mean? So, theoretically, we'd probably win a few. Then you have Alex Smith going to the Steelers. And the reason I bring this up is because a couple years later, you know what I'm saying, we eventually traded Alex Smith to the Chiefs. Like, the ramifications of this are insane. Because it changed, you know, it changes, like, history obviously you know what i mean yeah like it just it, things would have maybe they still had matt castle maybe you know what i mean right maybe they you know maybe they draft a different younger qb you know what i mean and, and that you know they have that guy and, and never get Mahomes or you know, Alex you know Smith, like, if he got traded away from from sam fran and it didn't work out the way that he did where he went from like sam fran to kc who knows if he's even in the nfl like, like for I mean, for as long as he was, for sure. But if he didn't play with Andy Reid, I feel like he was pretty close to like out the window. I that's mean, he first, got, you know, that's the first thing Andy Reid did. Yeah, was trade. You know, once he got to the Chiefs, they trade made the trade for, and this was after we lost the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we, I mean, why not? He already knows that you guys don't like Alex Smith. You know, Colin Kaepernick like took his job in the playoffs. Like we rarely see something like that happen. So. Yeah. You already knew that was that's good trade bait right there. You ever notice Alex Smith got elf ears? No. <laughs> Watch next time. No, he's got his helmet on, man. I, I can never see it. He ears. got elf ears, bro. You know what <laughs> I mean, the elf magic. I don't know if he has it, but you know, what I mean, the, he definitely has the ears. But yeah, but I mean, that was a. It, it was it was a cool little article. You know what I mean? After reading out, I, I was a little sour. You know what I mean? Because we've been on this goddamn quest for six. For like 26, 27 years now, 20, 20 going on 28. You know what I mean? Like, and see, it's crazy because, like, why I'm going back and I'm looking at Big Ben's stats. I mean, his first two years in the NFL, I mean, really garbage. I mean, he was yeah. just on in a fucking amazing team, um, especially when they won. Um, but first year, first two years in the league, 17 TDs to 11 interceptions, nine interceptions. Um, 2,600 yards his first year, 2,300 the next year, 13 and 0 in his first year as a start as a starter because their Defense team was just run back. game. I mean, you had the bus, man. You had Bettis over there. And then, and then look at this. Like Big Ben, he was everything that butt fumble couldn't be. You know, what I'm saying those first two right. like right. he's get he, he got there and they won it, but it wasn't. It was in spite of Big Ben, though. You know what I mean? He Him was, and Tom Brady, I feel like they have, like, two of the worst performances by a QB in a winning team. Maybe hey, Trent hey, Dilfer, hey, hey. you know, rivals them. Let's not forget about Trent Dilfer now. Oh, hey, I just said it right there. Trent Dilfer may oh, rival yeah. them. But what I, other dude, uh, Johnson, the other guy who won for Tampa Bay, he didn't do shit What, what the hell was his name? Ben Johnson? Seen, it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Something Johnson. I know. I know, yeah. I'm sure he did nothing as well. Like, I mean. You got there because of that defense. I mean, shit, even uh, – um, fuck. Was it Dilfer who won it with the Ravens in 2000? Yep. Okay. Beat the, beat the Giants. Okay. 
Oh, I guess I, I, I don't. I don't know why I was thinking of Chicago uh, when they lost. I mean, they didn't win, but who they have? Grossman. I, I think it was. I think it was Rex, and he was definitely not sexy. Rex. They got there because of the defense and Devin Hester. <laughs> That's what's so crazy. Like, man, that defense. Like, I, I didn't. I mean, I've Bobby always been Smith, about man. I was always about IDP even back then, and so um, Bobby yeah, Smith like Smith is the guy. If you had their defense and special teams, I was probably cheating that year. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck TM. Yeah, man. Man. But, but let's get to some of these hires, man. All right. Go <laughs> ahead. You kick it off. You know okay. you know more about it than me. So just real quick. This one, I don't, we don't really have to elaborate too, too much, but the Jacksonville hire, it hasn't been official, official, but I think they're just trying to work out like, uh, you know, like a control, like little, you know, says on who says, who has to say on certain things, but he's in there. And that's Byron Leftridge. So it's kind of a cool story. You know what I mean? I mean. Because he played there. He was a player he there, right? there. You know, this is like now you're, you know, coming full circle, you know, three full 360 back to where it all began. But uh, I think this is just a hire that uh, this is like Adam Gay's hire when, when he was with uh, when he was with what's his name with Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? Like this, you know, this is Byron Leftridge getting a shot because he's been with Bruce Arians for hell long. And then they win a Super Bowl with Brady. You know what I mean? I wonder what his role actually is. I mean, I know, quote, unquote, he's the quarterback's coach, but I wonder if he's like kind of like an assistant to Bruce Arians with a bunch of stuff. I mean, like, he's, is he's he on also, Bruce Arians' hip. He's also – he also had the OC duties, right? He, he I, wasn't just the court, he wasn't just the QB coach. He was the offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? And, like, so, you know – and, and one thing that I remember early on that Brady was saying was that, like, you know, he's in the, he's obviously in those offensive meetings, you know what I mean, helping with the game plan through the course of the week, you know what I mean? Because the way they played, they, they, they meshed well Brady's, you know, get the ball out quick with, you know, uh, a mixture of Bruce Arians' aggressive, you know, striking down the field, you know, stretch the field type shit, you know what I mean? So it's like, what did Byron Leftwich really do? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, offensive coordinator. I, I I don't know how where I got the QB coach from. I mean, that was uh, his last gig with the Cardinals um, before Kyler got there. I mean, one thing that that I've been noticing, you see a lot of these coordinators who, I mean, they're good at what they do. But when it comes to managing the entire staff, because that's really what this comes down to. Not only are you managing like every single player, yeah, I mean still might be, you know, have a lot of input on the offensive coordinator duties. Then you got to manage all the coaches and all that too. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to steal a bunch of, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, staff from where, you know, from Tampa Bay. I mean, it's only natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, unless I mean, they, unless people want to like have a shot at winning a Super Bowl again. I mean, <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Bless us all, by the way. And universe give us money. But um, not, I think it all hinges on Brady. I, I, would you say that maybe there, there's something here that Leftwich might know? I mean, well, obviously, there's only. I think it, I mean, for Leftwich, I think it's a shot at just being a head coach. Yeah, I, I was and just about to say I want, that. They don't but I really want things out. But I really wonder how long the leash is going to be because it is nice to be a head coach. It's not nice to be a head coach on a team that's shitty. And if you don't last a year because, you know, the Jaguars are just shit, you know, like, I don't know, their last coach didn't last a year, you know, just, just to 
fucked up track record. Not even, not even the entirety of a year. Yeah. So I'm not saying that he would get, I mean, unless he goes out and starts kicking Josh Lambeau, which I don't think he's going to be doing that, but I don't know. The Jaguars suck. And if he goes out and only wins like two or three games because this team sucks, are they going to get rid of him right away? Cause that's almost like, you know, a step in the wrong direction. I mean, these black coaches got, don't have a long leash. Let's just tell what it, let's say how it is. They got so many things they need to fix in Jacksonville. And I mean, you know, I, this is a this is a quintessential con hire, you know. Right. Con, he's all about like. There's a Jacksonville guy. Yeah, this is all exactly. You know what I mean? This is all this is all some type of a draw somehow. You know, he's he looks at it like pro wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. This and is the like, guy who won the super went to back to back Super Bowl. Bring him over here. Yeah, he used to be our quarterback. Tell of a story. You know what I mean, they didn't I, even I, Tampa Bay didn't even start clicking until he took over offensive coordinator duties. I mean, because I think in 2019 wasn't that Jameis 5,000 also? Yeah. So like two out of his three years, he's had a 5,000 yard passer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 true. <laughs> I mean, I'd be writing whatever kind of statistics like that I could. Yeah. <laughs> you know, same. it's not my fault that Jameis threw 30 interceptions. I wasn't the play call. <laughs> I I mean, it makes. I'll tell you this much, it, it makes it uh, interesting for fantasy purposes. Like ETN probably going to be legit next year because we're going to get them at a dummy value. And this is a system that we saw. They, they're going to run the ball a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, they better. It better be Robinson and ETN, the 1A, 1B well, that we expect. Robinson's done, in, in my opinion. You know why? what? Did he, what, what was his injury? He torn the ACL, and that was oh, like yeah. week 16. Like, if yeah. he comes back, it's like wintertime next year. You know what I mean? You know what? Cam Akers came back from an Achilles. Adrian Peterson's done it before. Who the hell knows? This modern medicine is only getting uh, better and better. I know, right? I mean, shit. <laughs> that, that still trips me out with the Cam Akers joint, bro. Because, like, now we're not going to get him at any kind of value next year because people are seeing it. No, nah, it's way more expensive, like, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> if people molded over for the offseason, we're all pissed off about it. You know, that kind of stuff. But, yeah, we're, we're seeing it right now. Yeah. There's no questions anymore unless he gets hurt, you know, knock on wood, you know. But, um, I mean, he didn't look too good in this last game, but that really wasn't his fault. But he looked hella explosive in the wild card round. Yeah. Who did they play? They played the the cards. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he, was, tearing up, he was tearing them up. Yeah. And, yeah. The, I mean, you know, you go against the Bucks. I mean, one of the best defense, one of the best run defenses, if not the best run defense in the league. So, yeah. Good point. 49ers, one of the best run defenses in the league as well. So, I mean, he's got back-to-back tough matches. Say that again. Oh, yeah. We already know. I Okay. Now, the Chicago one, this one's interesting because you're a defensive guy. I know you'll appreciate this. I like the Eberflus hire here. Matt Eberflus gets hired to the Chicago Bears. He's their head coach. You know, the uh, – I talked to Smokey this morning, you know what I'm saying? You know, I got to tap in with my sh- – that's actually how I found out because Smokey hit me and asked me what I think about it. Nice. And, like, because he don't like it. But I do. I mean, you know, this guy has had a great defense with the Colts, and now he's going to Chicago. I mean, you know, you go from, you know, Darius Leonard to Roquan Smith. You know what I mean? And, and, and But, but oh, hey, by, hey, by the way, we have Cleo Mack here too. You know what I mean? You got a young secondary – you, you you got you got a you got a, a, a more than decent linebacker core. You know what I mean? Like they, they're they're I'm, gonna their their de- their defense has a lot of potential. I mean, they could easily be a top ten. 
Definitely switching from a three four to a four three because you know that you know the three four is the Fangio shit. That that actually the Vic Vic Fangio shit that actually stuck around. You know, even life after Vic Fangio. You know what I mean, they kept running that yeah. that three four. So I like change. I think change is good. Like you know what I mean, and and obviously a lot of these hires. I mean, Jacksonville, we're not getting involved because Jacksonville they do whatever the fuck they want. They they're they're crazy, right? But most same organizations right they go opposite of what they had prior so they go from an offensive-minded guy dumbass matt Nagy, to uh what's his name over here now matt eberflus <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the only i mean it seems like the only way that chicago is really going to stand the test of time here with this regime that they got right now is if the defense puts them on their back again so I mean, look at this you know what resonates with, with 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 people when they're looking to hire motherfuckers, right? It's like, it's it's winning, bro. You know, oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. like okay, and maybe not winning just winning records, but who you beat too? And I mean, they beat the Bills this year. You know, the Colts. You know what I mean? Like, and the defense. You know, they the defense did their thing. You know what I mean? A couple years ago, on a Sunday nighter, with the Jacoby the Jacoby Grill Beef Brisket led Colts. They beat Patrick Mahomes in them in Kansas City. Yeah. And they kept it a low scoring game. You know what I mean? She played, they just outplayed, they just had a wonderful defensive plan to stop Mahomes. This shit resonates. They beat Rodgers last year. When you know, Rodgers, where they go 14 and 2 last year, 14, 13 and 3, whatever it was. Yep. And I'm talking about last year as in 2020. You know what I mean? That you know, that was last, last season. There you go. Last season, there you go. You know what I mean? And like things like this resonate with them. You know what I mean? Especially if you're the guy, the new GM who just came over from the from the Chiefs, you're gonna remember that game that that, that they came in and beat them. You know what I mean? I like the Matt Eberflus hire. You know what I mean? He's he's a uh, he's been around. He's what fifty? I think he's like fifty one. He's been around. Yeah. He's but he, he's young enough to to like to you know be young and innovative, but he's also he also got the old school mentality because he's been around those guys. You know what I mean? He's been around the old timers. So like I this this team's gonna be Smash Mouth Chicago's again, you know what I mean? Just good defense yeah. and and pound the ball with my man Monty Burns. Let's go. And it's not like when he first got to Indy. I, I mean, you got Darius Leonard. You know, you got um, who else did they have? They, like they drafted anymore. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't I think, think it was. I don't know I if it was that year. Ibrahimovic was there. If I remember correctly, he was there. Part of the old regime. They get rid of Pagano and they bring in Frank Reich. And what's crazy is, remember the Josh McDaniels? He took the job, and then they had the coordinators already there. And then Josh McDaniels was like, "No, psych." Remember that? And then they and that, and they go they go with Frank Reich, and he he has a chance to clear the the uh, 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 the coordinators. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he gets rid of everybody, but Matt Eberflus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was like, "Nah, this kid's good." I mean, he's not a kid, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and Darius Leonard, yeah, that was his first year. I don't know why I thought it was 2017. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he, he hit the ground running. I mean, he didn't start game one, but whoever was playing in front of him got hurt. And then, like, he came in, and there was, like, no losing his job. Like, after that, like, he had 163, like, combined tackles that year. Just over 100 solo tackles in his rookie year. Like, that was just insane. I remember I had him in IDP. I want to say that was my first or second year playing IDP, but in, in, in Steamboat's League where you got to start, like, fucking uh, eight of these motherfuckers or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, I just remember I, I you know, I assumed him. 
on a uh, on a waiver because I just I saw him in a preseason game just going crazy, and I was like, oh shit, you know, we had already drafted, so I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna swoop this motherfucker. Uh, and he and he hit like yeah, that was the year. I think this was the first down year he had right in his career. Down oh, years, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, where he was like linebacker eleven, I think. Yeah. You know, so still top twelve, but not like number not, not top three. Not top three. And I'm pretty sure like this year or that year, 2018. I mean, he was top three. So you just got a lot of uh you gotta you're creating a big shadow for yourself when your rookie year you're like top three at the position fantasy wise. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean they've been blessed with like really good like acquisition so i wonder like how much did he play a part in like getting uh um what's his name deforest I mean, buckner you know and then i mean they they the the guy they drafted well, uh this that's year how dope, that's how dope chris ballard is their g chris ballard is dope he's done this with the chiefs he's done this with the browns he's done this with the colts he just he knows how to make good football moves so i you know but yeah i wouldn't doubt he's like hey bro go get buckner you know what i mean like you yeah, know, if you look at this defense that the Colts had in 2018, I mean, going into the season, Darius Leonard's a rookie, so you don't know that he's going to be one of the best, you know, players at the position or whatever. It's funny because he was uh, another thing that stuck out to me because you know when you watch the preseason games, it's just some nobody's calling the games. You know what I mean? Well, not nobody's, they're somebody's, but you know, they're not. Yeah, they're the they're the, they're the B or C listers, right? And this guy goes, and so this guy, he's like, he's like, yeah, the maniac. He's like, that's what he calls himself. He's like, one of the only guys to give himself himself a nickname in college. <laughs> right. Right. He, got, he you know. backed it up. He backed it up. <laughs> I mean, you can't give yourself your own nickname, first of all. But this is the exception to the rule. <laughs> then sometimes, you know, maybe maybe you're just not given a nickname. Who knows? I mean, I know that that does happen. But, yeah, maybe you're just that. I, I don't know. He, he's definitely got the swag. You know, he always has. <laughs> And Nigel, what up, bro? Said uh, with the signing of the Green Bay OC, Rogers to Denver closer. Okay, let's just get right to that then. So Nathaniel Hackett, you know what I'm saying? Phenomenal uh, football mind, according to Aaron Rodgers, right? But, I mean, this is another thing, too. Is like how much of your success is tied to Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, who's a, a, another offensive guru where, you know what I mean, like, you know, because that system was implicated into Nathaniel Hackett's game plan every week. You know what I mean? And you had Aaron Rodgers to execute it. You know what I'm saying? But here he is. He finds himself in in Denver, and it's out of conference. So this this actually, I mean, I was hating on I, the, the, the move. I was like, why the fuck would Rodgers want to go there? There's no infrastructure, this, that, and the third. Maybe this does sway it because he, he has – he has been on record to, you know, big up Nathaniel like a lot, like on the on the McAfee show. You know what I mean? He's just always bigging him up. You know what I mean? And who knows? I, I mean, we gotta we gotta hear some of this news about. I, I mean, the guys that they gotta resign. I mean, there's a lot of things in place, but I mean, we know they're they're keeping Lafleur. Do they have any other coaches who? Uh, well, I guess it's only if coaches are leaving that they need to fill their spot. But who are they gonna bring in at? At uh, at coordinator, they're gonna promote within, or they're gonna go get someone else. Like <laughs> this thing is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
Yeah, listen. <laughs> it's all if Rodgers wants to come back, right? Because if he comes back, he's not coming back to Green Bay now, I don't think. You know what I mean? It, it's going to be – and and if you're if you're Green Bay and you know you only have Aaron Rodgers for, for a year at best, if he does come back, wouldn't you move him for the future's sake, get everything you can get off him because that's your last chance to trade him? And that that's why they made they restructured it the way they did for this one more year. So if they if and when they do trade him, that team ultimately has to immediately extend him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean they should. Win. That's like the that's the logical thing. I, I guess mean, you're like, not gonna trade him just to have Rodgers for the one more year. You know what I mean? You're gonna right, right, right. even if he decides to retire after the next year, you still gonna you're gonna extend it for at least one more or two more years. You know what I mean? Just right. so you have it on paper locked in because that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, and I, and I just meant with the Packers. Like, I mean, yeah, it makes sense to trade them, but I don't know. I, I mean, I just feel like sometimes <laughs> just some of these regimes, whatever it is, I mean, they'll cut off their nose despite their face, you know, and they don't really do the logical things all the time. I, I hope that Rodgers gets moved because if they are rebuilding, you know, to, I mean, a certain extent, they are going to be a little bit rebuilding. I mean, yeah, fuck Rogers yeah. playing on like a mediocre team. See, and that's that's my only that's my only issue is because if say this happens, if and they go, Rogers, we're gonna trade for you, and then um, you know, you know Devontae Adams is gonna follow him in free agency because he's on record for saying, I wanna play with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Even though that statement is so vague, you hear what he's saying without him saying. He's like, listen, bro, I'm about to only fuck with Rodgers. You know what I mean? Right. Wherever Rodgers goes, he's going to go. And then Adams will get the big-ass bag. You know what I'm saying? Because I know they don't have they don't have too many big contracts over there at all in Denver. They're not one of these. Yeah. That everyone's of young. Like, everyone's on their rookie yeah. contracts, like all their wide receivers and stuff. Yeah, and they didn't really bring – they don't have no splash free agency hires, none of that shit. You know what I mean? And they just extended, like – all their little cheapy receivers, you know what I'm saying? Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. You have Jerry Judy still on his, his rookie deal. And then, like, you obviously have Devontae Adams to lead the charge. And he would be the first – he would be the guy getting the big bag. Rodgers would probably get his – Man, could you imagine that? I mean, I'm just saying, if Adams went over there and then you got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, like, that would just be – that would be insane. <laughs> yeah, you know what I would do? I'm I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm loving Javante. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yes, give me the Javante. And then also, just when Nathaniel Hackens there, you know Javante is going to get worked in a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, similar, you know, Artie's going to know the system and Artie knows the player. You know what I'm saying? No, but I'm talking about Javante. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Williams. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. I mean. I mean, if you have all that, all them receivers to take the top off, brother. You just better not re-sign Gordon. Like, you better not. You're not doing that. That's That's old regime shit. You know what I mean? Why, why? And he has he has like a lightweight, hefty contract. It's not like he's the right. You know, he's cheap. You know what I mean? I think it's like been, six million. It's he's like been in the league for a minute now. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Gordon. Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, quit messing up our Javante. Our Javantes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Javante. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> it's Lou Day. It's French. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new one for him. <laughs> what up, right. Patrick? What's going on, bro? He said, hypothetical question. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, does Stafford pass Rodgers on the GOAT QB list? Fuck no. I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so either. Rogers is about to get another MVP, and that'd be that'll be his third of his career. 
You know what I mean? He got the MVP last year, right? Yeah, he's about, he about to go back to back on them hoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless, unless you know, Brady just, he makes the phone call, you know what I'm saying? And he's sitting there eating his avocado ice cream. And he's like, fuck that, I'm making the call. I'm MVP now. Hey. You know what I mean? I mean, he threw, he had the numbers were better. Just the efficiency is always there for Rodgers. Like every everything is damn near perfect you know, when you look at Rodgers' numbers. But but Brady's is all just super in super big numbers. You know. Yes, yeah, that's crazy. You look at Rodgers' numbers: forty one hundred, um, forty one hundred yards, but thirty seven TDs to, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, four interceptions. Four interceptions. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's see how how many. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. See if I could see his rushing yards. Yeah, no, didn't do shit on rushing. 101, 101 rushing yard, three TDs. Yep. I it mean, really just that first place finish, right? I mean, that was the big thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to get him. That's what's going to be the best team in the league. That's what, that's what propels him to be the MVP this year. Like Tom Brady, if it was based on all numbers, and then Tom Brady beats him because Tom Brady's numbers look inflated compared to his you know what I mean? like and i think it was that uh that outing versus the jets that might have ruined it for brady like i know that they won and i know they won I mean, in some brady fashion he could yeah brady fashion comes back to win the he game. never should have been losing like that to the yeah. jets like i mean i'm not i know the defense you know they gave up the points to the i jets, was loving but. it i was loving it i had so much brady brady was in four out of my five uh, four, four out of my five championships this year were super flex oh yeah and, and uh, and he was in every single well not every single he was in three out of the four, yeah yeah because I had a nice Stafford Allen uh, uh, against you in that joint in the in the, the Tyrannosaurus flex yeah I know yeah. you son of a you son of a bitch I, I'm not trying to stunt it's, it's, <laughs> it's just factual <laughs> where's my belt <laughs> there's my nice one. motherfucker yeah. this is my other one this has nothing to do with you. So, I, I mean, Stafford going over there, I mean, switching teams and winning a Super Bowl in your first year or switching teams, like, that's no easy feat. Like, that definitely, like, propels him, you know, way higher on the list, you know, than he was because he was doing, I mean, great with the uh, with the – well, you know, great as good as anyone could do with the Lions. And Let Calvin me ask you Thompson something. Meg- how, many, how many before this playoff run – for Matthew Stafford, how many playoff wins did he have? Zero. He's 0 and 3. That's what that's where you can't even get him in the conversation with Rodgers. Yeah. He, he Stafford is what? 33? He, Stafford d- do this for 5 years straight. You know, like I mean? look at how much better Barry Sanders had to be than everybody in the league, you know, 
to not have a, you know, to never really sniff the playoffs or anything and be considered one of the goats. Like he was just that much better than literally everybody else that we've ever seen. It's like him and Jim Brown. They're like, you know, number one, number one, a and one B like, and I don't know if anyone else would say anyone other than those guys, unless you're a cowboy fan. Right. So yeah, Stafford's not there yet, but if he somehow wins this year, I bet I, I bet Sean McVay gets more of the credit than he does, anyways. I mean, yeah, because this is like a plan that got put in motion in in Mexico or Cabo or wherever the fuck they were at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It all started in Mexico, and you know what's crazy is that you know the 49ers were in that conversation with trying to get Stafford, and you know what I mean. And it was basically like Sean McVay, like, "Hey, bro, told you I was gonna get him." Yeah, I mean, you know they all. How much you know did uh, how much did Forty ers give up to get Trey? What, what what was in that trade? You remember offhand? Like, I think it was the uh, it was this year's first and the next two, the next two years. I think if I remember correctly, three first. But they probably weren't going to give up that same amount for uh, for Stafford. I I mean, probably two. But, but also, then it comes of, of where you want to go. You know what I mean? When a motherfucker's like, come meet me and my Russian supermodel hot wife uh, in in Mexico. Let's have some drinks. And, and, and you know, he sells them on, on the Hollywood Rams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they probably had a big orgy at the same time, and that was probably something else. That sold them I, I can it. see Sean McVay trying to, like, coach the orgy. Okay, Matt. <laughs> Turn around, get my wife from the back right now. Okay, that's great. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. Good, good strokes. <laughs> and then he'll just be running up and down the bed, like when uh, when they're running back, like the kickoffs, and he gets all hyped and he like runs all the way down. They call that shit. They call that shit the Eiffel Tower, right? <laughs> Eiffel Towering. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, all right, all right, man. Now that we now that uh, we shared each other's wives, man, I, I think we can go. Uh, we can get this deal done. <laughs> We lied yesterday. I guess we said that FNT is never X-rated, but somehow it, it got a little X-rated today. Bad sense for fantasy. <laughs> and fucking. Oh, man, that, that shit funny. is hilarious. And Nigel said, Hustler chain game on point. You already know, man. We got to keep it like two chains around here. Right. And uh, Nigel said, surprised NFL players, QB and wide receiver tight ends uh, don't team up as much uh, when they move. Before before this, really only Brady and Gronk, uh, the players, um, don't make their contract. Uh, I mean, agents together. but also, too, we're seeing a, a, a change in the league where, like, it's not the old curmudgeon GMs you have and, 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 and you know, president of scouts, not these old fucks no more. They're getting young and, and and they're getting when putting minorities in place where like you know a, a quarterback that's young could actually be like hey bro go draft my guy jamar chase you know what i mean or like or even you know the eagles like okay let's go get Devonte smith that's his man's you know what i mean yeah like shit like that where it's like you know we've seen that and then, and then look at the same thing with two and waddle you know what i mean so yeah but in this case, with free agency, you really got to be royalty to do this. Tom Brady was easy, it was easy to be like, okay, Gronk, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna come out of retirement, and then uh, I already, I already talked to, uh, you know, whoever he had to talk to, like you know, Bill, whatever he's like, I call him Bill. 
We're going to trade multiple you. phone calls had multiple to be made. Yeah, because this ain't no easy. This is not not just you can't flip the switch just like that. And no. then obviously the Buccaneers have to give something up to trade for the rights to have Gronk. Then they sign him for whatever deal it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, you know, but Rogers. So with Nathaniel there, with Nathaniel Hatchet there, he could essentially make the phone call to the floor like you really get this or or, or Gunta Kuntz or whatever the guy's name is Gunz or whatever the GM for the Packers is and just be like listen you know we got this this that and the third to offer you know what I mean and we want Aaron Rodgers and then you know the only way they can hold on to Devontae Adams is if they one give him a, a, a big big ass deal and he's probably not going to sign that or if they was to franchise tag him and then then they have they, they can trade him. You know what I mean? Yeah, which would also be bullshit. But that's what you do with a guy like Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I mean, you keep him on that one year, you know, salary. I mean, it, it sucks. I mean, he's going to get paid. And it's really just about staying healthy. But he's the type of guy that, I mean, barring health, that's really what it is. Like, how much do you want to bet on yourself? Because if he just does the one or two year contracts, like, man, he'll be getting bags. Well, look at this. This year. A bunch of receivers did that because they knew the sa- the salary cap was going up this year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. A lot of people took one and two year contracts because you know them two year contracts half the time be bullshit. It's like one year and then you could you could dip. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, real and front. Like, so, yeah, a lot of people did that, but a lot of people hurt their campaigns like Juju. You know what I mean? Uh, Calvin Ridley. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not, no Calvin Ridley didn't take no deal this year, but uh, Will Fuller, Will Offler, <laughs> the yeah. Fifth. You know, what I mean, guys like these guys that that floated around took these one, two year contract, uh, one or two year contracts, which just- I didn't understand it for Will Fuller because you never stay healthy. Yeah, so, like- well, that's probably the best his agent can do. Listen, man, no um, one likes it. your name. Your will, like, this is exactly what he told him. He said, "You're Will Offler, bro. You come from a long line of offerers." He's like, I yeah, just talked to the GM and he said he knew your dad, and that's why he didn't offer us a deal. He was like, "Fuck, Will <laughs> Offler the fourth. <laughs> fuck is Pappy? Pappy is Pappy. <laughs> oh man! And uh, Nigel said, if they don't franchise tag him, he's free to choose a team. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent, right? Yep. Yep. So he is free to choose a team if they don't franchise tag him. But I, I definitely see them. I definitely see them franchise tagging him though. Yep, UFA. Exactly. I mean they that would be the super dickhead move, but he still doesn't have to sign the franchise tag either. Unless like they hit him with like an can they hit him with like an exclusive? They can't do anything, huh? Because he's under Well, if he doesn't sign the franchise tag, I don't (laughs) I mean I think that's like holding out, right? Well, yeah. If they tag him, he has till June. But see, if they tag him. That's that means they really gonna trade him, right? Rodgers, right? Be like, all right, we're gonna get the ultimate package back. We're five first rounds. You know what I mean? Right. Because <clears throat> how long do they have? Like, when would they have to franchise tag him by? Is that like before the Super Bowl or sometime around there? I don't What's know. The before I don't. This, this is where I get confused because I know June. I mean, not where I get confused. This is where I can't remember specifically because I know June starts the the new football year. You know what I mean? So like, and I know like if you're fran- if you have a franchise tag on you, I think June's the deadline to sign that shit. Right, but that's not. The, but but the but the team has a deadline that they have to like franchise tag their player. By. Yeah, I think that's be- yeah that that might be like before March or whatever the fuck it is. Okay, <clears throat> I'm probably wrong about this. 
Cause like, well, I mean, we're just guessing. Well, well, yeah, I know. Because I, have, I mean, I usually would look this up before I'm, you know what I mean? That's one of the aspects I didn't look up before we, we did this shit. Well, yeah, as, as we as we move down the road, we'll uh, we'll hear about all these dates and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Nigel said, like, what is realistic if Rodgers doesn't come back to Green Bay? Uh, well, if he doesn't come back to Green Bay, that means he's retiring. Um, at least for at least for one year. Because I well, think if he decides to play. Well, hold on. Let me let me read the rest of the question. Let's see. Maybe maybe that wasn't even it. He said they trade him to a team he wants to resign at a promise that they won't tag him, um, Devontae Adams. He said the only way Rodgers and Adams play together next year. No, it's yeah. not nec- no, it's not the only way. It's no, I was gonna say I'm saying yeah to what they would do is tag him and then like you know what I mean? Then yeah. the trade package is ill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be unprecedented. I've, I've, we've never seen that. Never. Ever. Never in the history of the NFL has there I'm been like, a Rodgers and Adams traded away at the same this team. This is what Rodgers wanted to do. It'll happen. Right. If he if he views – first of all, if he wants to come back and play, I don't think it's going to be for Green Bay, one. So if he comes back to play and he's going to look to these places, like it's going to be Denver or it's going to be Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Mike Tomlin's the guy that would outright call Rodgers. Yeah. Uh-oh. Bogey in the Matrix. All right. Here we go. Let me uh, – let's see. And uh, Nigel said so, like, tag him and trade them both to Denver. Yeah, that's a bogey saying. If they franchise tag him, it might be just to, just to do that, where they're, like, they're tagging him and then they're trading him away and then the other team – you know, kind of re-signs him to a one-year or two-year deal, you know, something like that. Um, because if they don't franchise tag him by a certain time, he's going to become an unrestricted free agent, and then he can literally pick and choose to go wherever he wants, free and clear, you know, out the door. All right. Who's ready to smoke some? Where's the 420 crew at? Oh, yeah, let's get it. Ain't nothing wrong with smoking weed. Weed is from the earth. God put this here for me and you. Take advantage, man. Don't give me that shit about it's a drug. It ain't no motherfucking drug. I done done the research. It's just a plant. It just grow like that. And if you should happen to set it on fire, there are some effects. Yeah, Nigel throwing in the 420 crew. Yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, thanks for everyone who's tapping in with us because we started like an hour and a half earlier than normal and it was unannounced. Uh, Something super important that's coming up here. And uh, it, it would it would have cut into FNT, so I didn't want to uh, I, I didn't want the show to uh, to run short. So glad Bogart was able to switch it up, you know, last moment. And thank you guys for being here. And David P said, unless you're a Cowboys fan, <coughs> yeah. And uh, dang it, and David, I totally forgot to uh, to read your um, your comment out earlier when you talked about Dan Quinn staying there. And um, that just meant he he didn't get 
he didn't get offered any head coaching jobs. So, I mean, it's good that he's staying back um, for you guys because his scheme definitely worked. And Nigel said, do you think Rodgers goes to another team without Devontae Adams? It could happen, but the... I mean, the weird thing, I mean, Rodgers holds a lot of the keys in the in this whole debacle because he's still under contract with the Green Bay Packers for one more year. And so he could choose to retire. What if he does what Brett Favre did? Like literally the two guys, you know, on the, the last two Packers um, QBs take a year off, you know, and then the contract expires or whatever. And then um, and then you're back in, you know, something like that. Uh I don't know if he would get traded without Devonte Adams. Like, it, that's probably the more likely scenario. Um, I, I just don't know how it's all going to work. We've never seen anything like this before. That's what's so crazy. But it's also uh, it's also pretty awesome because we're in uncharted territory right now. That's what's so cool about it. Like, we're seeing shit that has never happened in the NFL before, and it's because the players they definitely hold. Um, they definitely hold their futures in their hand a little bit more than they did um, previously. Still not as much as the NBA because there, there's just less play. There's less superstar players in the NBA. I feel like, as opposed to like, like the percentage is bigger, like a superstar player in the NBA we, means way more than a superstar player in the NFL. Cause NBA, you only got five starters. So that one person, that's 20% of the team, uh, 20% of the starters, you know, um, for uh, football. I mean, if we're talking offense, defense, and special team starters, I mean, that, that's a lot of starters right there. It's a lot of, that's a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah. So Nigel, right. his, his question right before you hopped on was uh, Do you think Rodgers yeah. goes to another team without Devontae Adams? Drive safe, man. Yeah. Hey, listen. I've realized this year, depending on what team you are, the cat doesn't matter. Like, it'll never matter for the Cowboys. They just figure it out. He'll pay luxury tax if you out. Do they still do that? Nah, that's a, that's NBA. But look at what the Saints and the okay, only NBA does it. That's right. I, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like Uncle Uncle Jerry, they get it done, bro. They just pay, they they pay everyone, and they always reset markets. They just do this all the time. I don't know and how the fuck they do that. Well, and all you got to do is figure out, <coughs> figure out like the upfront money that doesn't count against the cap. Like that's really how they get around all this stuff. They front load the contracts, you know, and then it only counts so much against the cap. The Chiefs and the Saints. I mean, neither. Like I remember at one point they said the Chiefs had like a hundred dollars like left on the cap or something. It was but a million. They- it was like a, it was like five four hundred thousand or something. I know. Might as well have been a hundred dollars. That's how low the damn number was. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but somehow you know they re-signed Mahomes to that crazy deal, and he's restructured again since. And then um, Travis Kelsey and everyone else that they re-signed, and then um, and then the Saints. The Saints had like they were like negative what like eighty million. It was 90, 90, ninety million against the cap. Somehow figured that out, you know, and got out of that. Well, I mean, Drew Brees was like a fat chunk of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And still, like that crazy ass Taysom Hill contract that they did. That saved them a grip of money against the cap this year or last year. I mean, that that was weird. That was was really weird. Maybe that's why 
Maybe that's why when everyone's saying the Dan Quinn's going to need control, because I was saying that too, like, if, if, if not Dan Quinn, uh, what's his name? Sean Payton, like, if Sean Payton ever ended up with the Cowboys, right? And now Steve's going to pop up for sure, right? <laughs> if, oh, yeah. If, uh, what's his name? Damn, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. What, what, what was Buddy's name again? Keep confusing him with Dan Quinn. Sean Payton. Um, yeah. Sean Payton, right? If he's like, I, you know, I need GM duties and you know i want i want to make make the calls like stuff like the Taysom hill call that wasn't a good call <laughs> no hell of a coach maybe he's not so much good at you know football decisions there was something different there we are we already know he had some dirt on sean payton or something because like Taysom hill is like tim Tebow. oh yeah that's right he caught him blowing the dude in the bathroom that's right it was something it was something crazy like that it had to be like he's got dirt on him like nobody else <laughs> And Nigel said, I think he stays. If you watch the Pat McAfee show, he said he would come uh, to their studio to announce his decision. That should be dope. And uh, yes. and Ty, and then Ty, their co-worker, is a diehard Packer fan. That would be bogus. Well, if you guys, when you guys hear about that, because I, I don't watch the Pat McAfee show too much, but uh, if you guys hear about that, let me know, because I'd love to, like, watch. We can even live stream while they're, <laughs> while that's happening so we can, like, all react to that, because that would be pretty insane. I mean, first of all, Aaron Rodgers is a Sagittarius too. I always got to point that out. So he really mean he really means it when he says like I got to evaluate some shit. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna let. But then he also we like one thing I like to say that we do is we we hold our word, bro. If we say it, bro, we're gonna we're finna do that shit. And he said, listen, I'm gonna let the world know before you know free agency. You know what I mean? Because that obviously that's respectful for the organization. He's like, listen, I'm gonna let y'all know my decision before then what I want to do. Because then I'll let you, so y'all be able to move accordingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's going to announce it on the goddamn McAfee show. I love it. That's pretty dope. That is pretty dope. I it's love a it. McAfee, McAfee show. It's not ESPN. It's not anything. It's a fucking YouTube, it's a fucking YouTube channel. It's I awesome. mean, he's, he's a punter that retired when he was one of the best punters in the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, listen, he actually, the way he breaks down, like, you know, special teams and, like, and kicking and stuff like that, it's actually, like, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I, I slept, I, I was just thinking, oh, they just kicked the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole ass other side of shit. Like, he was breaking down how he couldn't believe how the wing was was out wide, and then that's how the Niners were able, they, they saw that on film, they're like, okay, and then they, they exploited it twice, and then the second time it went for a a touch a touchdown, you know what I mean? Yeah, like blocking the kicks, like, and when he was breaking it down, I was just like, "Wow, that's fucking crazy." You know what I mean? Man, I, it's special teams. It's one of the biggest phases in the games, but slept on, obviously. It totally is. You know I mean? And look at for something as minute. I like to believe everything in life is is fractal. Am I saying that right? Fractal. That fractal, means like yeah. it's something as small, something that you could think is minuscule could be fucking tremendous. You know what I mean? Like this in this case, a, a, a lonely punter, you know, who's like, you know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go do a a podcast. You know what I mean? And just blow yeah. up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because and and now he, it's like he's getting like quarterback money from FanDuel, yeah. from FanDuel. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> it's kind of tight because I've been on his show for the last three years. Okay. So it's it's dope to like see all that happen. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like I I know those guys. <laughs> you know I mean? 
So I was looking up something on social media, and our homie Anthony, who's always on here, you got to look at your phone so you can see this picture yeah. that I'm pulling up here. Oh, hold on, baby. So yeah, this oh this this uh this buddy that be in the chat, he's he's a Niner fan. Yeah, Pete Davidson raising Kim Kardashian's kids after they got divorced, and it's to me, myself, and Irene yeah. when they're oh, sitting. That's the, what it is. There when it they're is. when they're sitting on the couch when they're kids and they're watching. Uh, they're like, Can we watch Richard Pryor, Daddy? <laughs> I was, I, dude, I fucking love that movie. That's a great. That's a great meme. So classic, man. Yeah, and that, that I just remember that scene. Like he wasn't ready to hear Richard Pryor shit, and I, I remember just going and. <laughs> I mean, hearing that whole special like later is just hilarious. But he's like, "Man, I went to Africa," and he's like, "Woo, see some lions and shit." He's like, "I ain't talking about them lions that you be fucking with at the zoo either." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "That motherfucker was like, <laughs> he's like, hey man, you see them motherfucker over there, man? <laughs> what do you say? What then? You got them cowboy boots on? What's that? Because I'm about to eat all that shit." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so me, myself, and Irene, that's definitely a movie that we got to go over for movies and munchies. Which but. one is that one? Is that Live on Sunset? I believe it is. Okay. Because that's the only one I've watched. And I, 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 I mean, I've watched the, uh, what was it? I can't remember his other one where he's wearing like the green suit. He's not wearing a red suit. I'll say that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the red perfect. suit is the, uh, yeah, that's the one. The sunset, yeah. He's yeah, like, he's got so many. Like, they just did so many of these specials. Like, all those George Carlin specials and shit. There's, like, so many. I can't even remember. Hey, George Carlin's a lyricist, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he be dude. busting. He be, like, I like that George Carlin, because then at one point, he was just, like, angry about everything. And yeah. that, I love that George Carlin, too. But, like, I loved it when he was, like, look, like you know, he was just, his vernacular was insane. And see, it's crazy, because my first... uh my first intro to George Carlin was with like the Jay and Silent Bob movies. Mm, yeah. Cause I was bare- like when the Jay and Silent Bob movies came out, I was barely like, like 12, 13. What was he? I- he was a, he was in dogma too. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and I consider that a Jay and Silent Bob movie. That was the first yeah. one that I seen him in was dogma. Yeah. When he was the, like uh, the, the priest or the bishop or whatever he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> hey, shit was funny. I gotta revisit that shit. That shit was good. Man, that that that's definitely all right. So we're uh, for everyone uh, still watching. Um, so movies and munchies is going to be changing around a little bit. It's not going to be a live show anymore. It, it's going to be a show that we record and then we upload. But um, it's it's going to be awesome. I mean, what I have in mind, it is going and it, it's going to be going back and revisiting some of our favorite movies to start. Not like new movies where we did, um, you know, like the Tax Collector, but movies that we love. Um, a lot of it's going to start with uh, with stoner movies, you know, just I mean, a lot of comedies, I think, because uh, it's just more fun talking about a lot of comedies, especially if we can keep it with stoner comedies. And yeah, he plays Rufus and Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. And uh, I totally forgot about that because I definitely saw um, Bill and Ted. I mean, both of them before before I seen um, what's it called? Dogma. Yeah, that's right. He was the motherfucker taking them through the motherfucking booth. Yeah. Uh, Rufus! <laughs> hey, George Carlin's a G. <laughs> Such a classic movie. Oh, yeah. You know, real quick, to go back to the Chicago hire, one thing that Smokey said to me that resonates with me is he was like, man, what the fuck is Justin Fields going to be now? Like, who? 
he's like concerned with like who they're gonna who's is like and i'm like oh well you know a lot of times these new head coaches the, the first timers you know they they go and they bring guys from the staff they were at so i'm like if he's gonna bring some offensive guy he's gonna bring it's gonna be a frank wright guy you know what i mean and i kind of like that you know what i mean it's that means they're gonna be a run first team you know what i mean we already know just being an ohio state quarterback he's already set up for failure in the NFL. And uh, we're already seeing the pieces in play of uh, of him potentially, you know, being a bust. From the start? What? Yeah, potentially being doomed from the start. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's not his fault. I mean, landing spot, you're going to go through a coaching change right now, and it's switching to a defensive-minded coach, you know, and now you're not the guy from that regime, you know, at least the coaching regime anyways. You know so. what's crazy? What's crazy here is like, they already they did all these interviews, right? Chicago. They, they they probably did the most interviews in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they go ahead and they they even interviewed Flores. They interviewed Dan Quinn yesterday. And then what's crazy is yesterday, Dan Quinn announces, "Oh, I'm pulling my I'm pulling my my hat out of the Chicago Bears race." You know what I mean? Sure. Like so that you know. And then Smokey pointed out this to me. He's like, "Wouldn't that doesn't that say something to you?" Like this guy is like a former head coach. Here's they're probably you know you don't let the guy leave. That means you don't want to hire him. You know what right. I mean? That's usually how this thing works. You know, I mean, obviously they do second interviews too, and then then sometimes that that then it's when I hire him. But you know, for someone like Dan Quinn, who was you know a bit a hot name at the time, right? It's like you don't let that guy leave. You know what I'm saying? So Smoke yeah. is like, man, what he something organizationally he didn't like. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe and I, then I was even telling Stuart, I was like, well, maybe, maybe Uncle Jerry, like he had sent, he had just like, he's like, Dan, Dan, don't hang up. It's me. It's, it's Jerry. He's like, go outside right now. The private jet's there. Come on home. I'll give you, I'll give you everything you want. And he's like, I, right. you know what I mean? I mean, I think it's, I mean, I know the money's going to be, you know, nice, but like, I, I feel like some of these guys have been coaches. Like, does the money even matter? I think a lot of it's about situations. Yeah. Things no, like I'm that. saying, I'm saying, like, give them what you want too. Like, you know, what I mean, right. they, they obviously, they obviously had his input in this draft. They drafted all defensive players. Yeah, you know, what I mean, they they weren't just gonna let Dan Quinn like be like, okay, this is what we got. Do your best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, we need to get all these motherfuckers. Hold on, baby, I'm gonna make you a milk. <laughs> messing her schedule all the way up guys. no we're actually we're actually right on schedule just okay <laughs> <laughs> she laughs hella funny dude <laughs> yeah i see you see she gets all excited she knows what i'm doing <laughs> all right well let's see and what and what else we got let's see if that i mean that was really that was really kind of it i mean those big hires Right I mean, there. okay, how about this, too? This is crazy because as much as everyone's talking about Sean Payton retiring, like, who's going to be the Saints coach now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, are they going to get some lame duck to hold a spot? You know what I mean? Like, basically, until, they, until – I mean, like, I would try to go after, like, a Brian Flores because if they gave Sean Payton control, maybe they gave Brian Flores control, and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that 
Yeah, who do they go out and get? I mean, they, <laughs> all this was really sudden. So, I mean, I wonder if they're already – I mean, they got to be out there interviewing. I mean, I, there's no time to waste, you know. I, I just haven't heard anything about uh, who they've been interviewing, anything like that. Sean Payne, you know, Sean Payne's actually a hell of a guy for that too. Like, he he's a coach himself for years. He knows how this process goes. He's like, listen, I'm going to get out now so y'all have a chance to grab one of these coaches that's floating around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we're good. I think we'll wrap it up here. And uh, yeah, we'll tell them everything on the way out. We got anything? Um, we got anything else happening? I mean, I, I just want to say, everybody, go check out uh, last night's episode of the Real Fantasy Playmakers. You know what I mean? Shout out to everybody that was rocking with us live. This shit was a, it was one of them ones. You know what I mean? Uh, really got in depth, break, broke down a bunch of shit, man. Really good episode. I actually went back and watched a little bit of it this morning. And uh, take us out on the circle later. You know what I mean? I'm going to be on there competing again. You know what I mean? It was highway robbery last week to the cock. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm coming back for your cock. Pause. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check us out for FNT tomorrow. You know what I mean? It, it's probably going to close up our, our last week of of doing this daily, right? Or we wait until after Super Bowl. Either way, it's oh man, it's just this is my favorite show to do every day. You know what I mean? And uh we'll see y'all tomorrow. Shit. Yeah, I think we're gonna wait until after the Super Bowl. We'll just keep rocking it. Even if we're just, you know, talking nonsense. Who cares? We'll just keep it rocking though, all the way through the football season. And yeah, make sure you are here live for the circle that is gonna be at 720 Eastern, 420 Pacific. So get ready to spark it up. It's, uh, it's a really dope debate show. It was awesome last week. There's little tweaks uh, that we made going into this week, but I know you guys are going to love it. Um, the, the stream is already up. Let me uh, let me share the link here in the chat. Make sure you go right now. Click the link and um, hit, click the reminder. Okay, click the reminder. So we'll see you guys back here in uh, a little less than four hours. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. We're out. Peace. Peace. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. There's no surprise I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to wait. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, busting down that blow out of East San Hope. Well, they know my name. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.